every morning when I would go to the pages of my journal, I just was like, oh my God, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And for so long, there was this thing inside of me that felt like it was incomplete. And around the six week mark that started to shift because I had focused all of my energy on myself, what lights me up. It was just profound how quickly I started to feel deep amounts of bliss and joy. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Hi, my loves. Bryn here, and I have got some tea for you today. <laughs> I just finished my man cleanse. And for those of you wondering, my man cleanse was a 90 day period where I declared to myself and the universe that I was going to be taking a break from all masculine energy. That meant no dating, no sex, no apps, no flirting, nothing for 90 days. And just to really be in my own energy and turn off any possibility or opportunity to date, to find love for 90 days. Now, some of you may be listening and thinking, well, whoop-de-doo, Bryn, that's really not that big of a deal. But for me, it was a huge deal because I was raised to believe that a man is everything, that to have a man is your key to safety, your key to financial abundance, your key to feeling better about yourself in your life. And that until you find a man, life will be hard and unfulfilling. And so it has taken a ton of therapy work, somatic healing to unravel that deep, deep, deep codependency that I experienced. And a lot of it was catalyzed by me leaving my marriage back in 2019, when I realized I have to know who I am without a partner because I had lost myself so deeply in that marriage. I was with him from 20 to 30, one of the most formative periods of my life, my 20s. And I didn't know who I was. And so I had to leave that marriage to really discover who I was on my own two feet as Bryn, as a woman in this world, as a sexual being, as a creative being. So many parts of myself had not been discovered. And also, I dated in my teens, which I don't even know if you can qualify that as dating. <laughs> you know, I met Chris at 20. And so dating has been a really new experience for me. And because it has been such a new experience, I've learned a lot. So many things in our life can be access to spiritual awakenings and expansion. And dating has been that for me, but it's also been really challenging. And the past three years of dating has been just a roller coaster of self discovery. And what happened and what triggered this man detox was I was in a partnership, a brief partnership for about four months, fell in love, opened my heart, fell hard, and got hurt as we do when we open our hearts. That's not why I did the cleanse. Why I did the cleanse was because after that relationship ended, I said, okay, I am the common denominator here. And there is a theme that I am seeing within all of my relationships, which was that I kept attracting the same kind of man over and over and over, slightly more evolved. They had done a little bit more work. They were a little bit more conscious, a little bit further along, 
but they were still emotionally unavailable and unable to fully choose me. And here's the thing. I can't control what somebody else does or how they feel about me. But what I do have responsibility over is how I show up. And so what this showed me was there's something energetically that I am putting out into the universe that is showing that I'm not fully choosing myself. Because if I keep getting men that are not choosing me, there's they're meeting me in that. They're meeting me in that energy. And so I said, okay, time to fully choose myself. And the moment I felt into that, it was so clear that for the first time in my 32 years of being, I was going to take a break from dating. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had plenty of periods of celibacy and being single in this three-year span since leaving my marriage, but they were not intentional. I always, always, whether it was conscious or not, had my radar up for men, like being available, being seen, making sure that I was uh, single enough and, and being witnessed and being putting myself out there. Your girl was constantly on the, the prowl. And And again, not all of this was conscious. So the second I made this decision, I was like, okay, I'm going to consciously choose to turn this energy off, turn off the energy within myself that I am searching and turn off the energy from others that could be coming into my field. There was some deep healing that needed to occur. And to be honest, I was embarrassed at times. I was embarrassed to share this part of me with you because it felt like my shadow, the part of me that did not want to be seen as a dating love relationship coach that was struggling in this area. I felt addicted to finding a partner. That cycle of just constant search and worry and will I find this person? And am I going to be single forever? And I must find this man so that I can be in this great union and up level. And it consumed me, y'all, consumed me. And so, yeah, I was, I was afraid to share this part of me. And they say the, the teacher will arrive when the student is ready. And I was finally ready. I hadn't been ready yet to step into this part of myself. And so I have a lot of compassion for the woman in me that was so in search of love and felt that she had to go and do and be all of these things in order to receive that. And then one day after the heartbreak occurred, I said, okay, enough is enough. I'm ready. I'm ready to turn this faucet off and just see it's an experiment, a three month experiment. And in the grand scheme of things, a blip on the radar. And so I dove in. So my detox was simple. The rules were absolutely no sex, no physical intimacy of any kind, no dating. So I was not going to be on any apps. I was not going to go out on any dates. I was just unavailable to date. No masculine attention for validation. So I didn't want any sort of male energy in my field that I was then using to validate myself. And then to just add a cherry on top, I said, no vibrators. (laughs) Now this has nothing to do with the man detox. That was more for me to be intentional with the way that I was going to be Uh, being in my own sexual energy. And I knew it would be really easy for me to do things that were quick fixes, such as having a vibrator to pleasure myself at any time when I wanted it. And 
the truth was, is I really wanted to be in my discomfort and I really wanted to be with the parts of myself that wanted attention and slowness and touch the way that I would desire a man to touch me. And I knew that if I was unwilling to give that to myself, then I would kept, I would keep attracting the same kind of partner that was too fast, too much, too soon. And so I took vibrators out of the equation. So those were the rules. And I shared, I did this because I kept attracting the same kind of man over and over and over this emotionally unavailable. And I knew that there was something deeper within me that I needed to heal. Now I made the declaration on February 1st and it was hard. It was hard. It was really hard because it was like breaking an addiction. I was addicted mentally to the space inside of me that constantly needed to be in search of and longing for a partner. It was most likely firing the exact same chemicals as other kinds of addiction because it felt so embedded in my psyche. And I knew it was an addiction because it consumed me. It was all I thought about. It's like, if you're addicted to coffee, the first thing when you do, when you wake up is you absolutely must go get that cup. And until you get that cup, it's all that you can think about. And if for whatever reason you forget or you run out, it just consumes you and you must do anything in order to get that cup of coffee. And that's how my mind was operating. And that did not go away when I started the detox. So it would be easy to sit here and say to you like, Oh, I did the detox and everything got better. And it didn't at first. In fact, it magnified it. It got more intense because I was spotlighting the addiction. And so in the very beginning, I remember feeling really uncomfortable. This like writhing, don't want to be with myself. Don't want to be with the discomfort of the loneliness, the longing, the feelings of fear of what if I never have this? And the front half of the experiment was being with all of that, being with the tender parts of myself that felt afraid to be seen because they were afraid to really admit how deep this addiction and fear and sadness went, that I was unworthy of finding a partner, that I would never find a partner, that I was obsessed with finding a partner. And I cried a lot. You know, I let myself be sad. I let myself feel the fear, the grief, the longing, because here's the thing, something I am learning so clearly that is now so much more embodied is the longing never goes away. And here's what I mean by that. When you're single, there's a longing for partnership. And when you're in partnership, there's a longing for more. It's that simple. And so it's not about the longing going away. It's building your capacity to be with the longing. It's not making the sadness go away. It's building your capacity to be with the sadness. And that's what I did. I expanded my capacity to be with hard feelings, to be with sadness that I was alone, to be with longing that I wanted to find a partner. And I just watched the stories appear and I journaled a lot. That was a really powerful tool for me over this uh, three month period was every morning I've been doing a process called the artist's way. 
and they ask you to every morning write three pages, three full pages in your journal. And so every morning I hit the hit the sheets <laughs> and I wrote whatever was inside of me. And it was such a cathartic process to have a place that no matter what, I could put these thoughts on paper. I didn't have a therapist during the time, but I did have a support group that I'm in um, that allowed me to voice when I was feeling sad, voice when I needed support. Support is everything. And this process showed me how I could lean on other kinds of support because my script in the past had been a man must meet all of these parts for you. And that's a big fucking tall order for any man to fill. If I was just waiting for someone to come into my life and meet all of these needs for me. And energetically, they could probably feel that. And so whether or not I was saying it, there was probably an energy about me to certain men that they could tell that I needed them. And I imagine that that felt scary and not super inviting. And so what the detox allowed me to do was go, okay, where else can you get support? Bryn, where else? Okay. You can pay to be in coaching containers. You can lean on your girlfriends in ways that you've never done before. Because when the energy was off the table, finding a man wasn't even an option. So all of a sudden I had to get creative. And in that creative process, I was able to really see, oh, okay. Lean on your girlfriends here. Let them love you in the way that you're so deeply desiring to be met in partnership. Lean into coaching containers where you are afraid to bring the shadowy side of yourself and let those people see those parts of you and love you through that. And then I'm building my nervous system to understand, oh, this is safe. This is safe to be totally vulnerable. It's safe to show up in my mess. It's safe to have people come in and support me in that. And I really let myself grieve. Like the what if I, I followed the fear spiral all the way down to what if you never find a partner and you never have children? Because ultimately that, that was the bottom. I just kept asking myself and what then, and what then, and what then until I got all the way down. And the real, the root was what if you're just alone forever? And that fear was intense. It felt totally constricting in my body. And the beauty was, is that when I really got to the root and grieved it as if it had happened, then I realized, okay, I, I could be with that. Is it what I want? No. But what this detox showed me was that I could build a life that is so beautiful and rich and fulfilling on my own. And that doesn't mean that I have to turn off my desire for a partner. It just means that I know that no matter what, I'm going to be not just good or okay, but fucking great. And I didn't have that full embodied understanding before this detox. Still going strong over here, y'all. Everyday Dose has helped me transition off of coffee and into more presence, less angst, and more sustainable energy in my life. With a third of the caffeine compared to coffee, this mushroom blend features sun theanine, lion's mane, chaga, and collagen protein. And it actually tastes great. Ready to kick coffee with me, but keep the yummy morning bev? Go to everydaydose.com, code that sex chick for savings at checkout, 
even if the items you are purchasing are already discounted. Yeah, baby. EverydayDose.com. Now, I would say it was exactly around the six-week mark where I shifted. And I'm starting to feel emotional because I remember the feeling of in the beginning of the detox thinking, I just don't think this part of me is ever going to go away. I think I'm always going to be obsessed with finding a partner. That was the story. It was like, this felt so deep and embedded that I just was like, I think I just have to accept that this is always going to be a part of me. And around the six week mark, it stopped. (laughs) The obsession and the feelings of like, oh my God, when are they coming? Is this ever going to end? Is this consuming me? It just stopped. And I say it just stopped as if like something miraculous happened. It's because I was doing the damn work. I was journaling. I was tending to my feelings. I was asking for support. I was shifting the focus of the energy from outward to inward. And in that shift, I started to redirect my energy to what are the things that light me up? The shift was happening and was possible because the void was no longer available to be filled with men, available to be filled with dating. I had to fill that void within me with myself. And it's funny because as a conscious woman, I I knew that it's not a good place to be dating from a lack, like from a place of lack. And here's the thing. There was still a subconscious part of me doing that. And I couldn't fully see the energy leakage until I said, no more, I'm turning the faucet off. And then I go, oh, when you turn the faucet off, you can see where all the little leaks were. And so basically after I shifted the energy inward and I started to focus on, well, fuck, if all of this time and energy is no longer spent on being out in the world and trying to date, then I got a lot of free time now. So what am I going to do with that free time? And I started to build a life that was so beautiful for me. At first, this was hard because it meant I had to face the parts of myself that I didn't want to look at. Those parts were finances. I had to look and see, okay, if you really want to attract a king and you want to be of that caliber, then where are you not taking full responsibility for your money? So I started to date my money and have these like intimate money dates where I'd get all these different colored pens and pencils out. And and I would go on a date with my bank account. I started to focus on my apartment and thought, okay, well, I want this place to be so inviting, so magical, so sexy, so nourishing to my soul that it feels so good for me to be in my own energy. Because if I'm going to be here all the time and be in my own energy for the next three months, I want it to feel really good. So I got rugs and new artwork and extra vibey lighting. And I just kept upgrading my spot so that it felt really good for me to be there. And then I started to take the energy of that I was dumping out into other people and I turned it backward into creation. What do I want to create? As you may or may not know, your sexual energy is your life force energy. And if it's leaking all over the place, then it's going to be really hard to create from that place. And when I say leaking, that just means you're having a lot of sex with a lot of different people unconsciously, or you're having a lot of sex with one person unconsciously. You're not being intentional with the way that you 
harness that energy. And that's not to make wrong or to, to shame someone that is having open sexual experiences. It's all about the intention behind the energy. And because I was not getting that energy met by another, and I wasn't giving it to anyone, I had a lot of it. I had a lot of sexual energy and I had a lot of creative energy during this time because it was being contained. And so with that containment, I started to birth things. I started my first draft of my book that will be unfolding and and developing. I started a writer's group where six, seven women gather every Sunday and we talk about what we're creating in our writing each week. I started to pole dance and really get more in touch with my body. I developed really nourishing, beautiful self-pleasure practices that again, if I wanted a partner to meet me in that slowness, then I knew that I must be willing to do that with myself. And so I just, I met so many parts of myself over these 90 days. And I really, really let myself see all of the little nuances and subtleties that were, were hiding behind dating and focusing my energy on men. And so the end of the detox is when it started to get a little slippery, because here's the thing. It's really easy to do a detox. If you stay in your apartment and you don't interact with anyone (laughs) for 90 days. And I started to get a little bit bolder and a little bit bigger in my energy towards the end. And as life would have it, I ended up accidentally, I had no idea when I, when I signed up for this, I went to a workshop. It was a three-day workshop that had about a 90% male attendance. (laughs) And at the very end, I just thought, well, isn't this funny that I accidentally throw myself into the biggest test yet, where I'm in a space with some of the most attractive, entrepreneurial, athletic men when I'm in a place where I cannot date. And I noticed it showed me again, when you're focusing on something where your attention flows, your energy goes. So by focusing on not dating and not being open to this energy, turning that off, I got to see where I was being a little leaky at the end, where I got a little too comfortable flirting and I got a little too mm, open in my energy. And that's perfect. It, it Again, it showed me where I was quick to self-abandon when a man came in that I was attracted to. And so what I simply did in those moments was I reevaluated. I didn't shame or blame or make wrong. I never quote unquote cheated, but I did some things where, for example, there was a guy that I was DMing with at one moment. And I, I could feel the second the energy shifted from platonic to sexual and I didn't immediately tell him my boundary. And so that was just a moment of observation of, oh, okay, that's where your growth is. That's your next edge. It's not to stay hidden. It's really easy to, yeah, not be around men if I don't ever interact with men. But in that moment, it was like, okay, I saw where this is your new opportunity to grow. So I reevaluated my intentions and allowed myself to have that last little push at the end where I could really step into even more growth, which was speaking into my boundaries more clearly, um, not allowing myself to be leaky in my energy, to 
um, stay strong in what I knew that I wanted to do for myself in this experiment. Now I, I summarized and named the lessons because I really wanted to sit back and think, okay, well, if I could like, put a bow on this, what were the things that I actually learned? So number one was that when I pull my energy back, it leaves room for magic. I was being so penetrative with my dating energy, going out into the world and searching and letting everyone know that I was available. And that energy all felt very penetrating. So if you think about just like the field of energy and the arrows are all pointing outward, it's hard for somebody to come into that space, into that field. And so the second I turned the energy off, what do you think happened? All of this magic started to come into my life from the very first day. I think it was within 24 hours that I declared I was taking a break from dating. I was at my nail salon and the owner of the nail salon offered to pay for my pedicure just to thank me for my, uh, being a patron of his salon. Um, somebody sent me the most beautiful letter of a guy that I'd gone on a couple dates with about all of the things that he saw in me. Uh, men that I hadn't heard from in weeks came back and texted me wanting to go out with me. I mean, it was, it was actually hilarious. Like I, I couldn't stop laughing at just how simple it was. I kept going, is this real? Is this actually the way that this works? Because it happened immediately. And so that was such a cool lesson to see that your reality can shift very quickly if you redirect the energy. And so pulling my energy back actually left room for magic and left room for me to receive. Our favorite place to shop for crystal, glass, and metal toys is Yoni Pleasure Palace. Sacred squirters, cervix serpents, Yoni eggs, prostate massagers, anal plugs and beaded wands, G-spot massagers, and something Jordan and I use all the time and even travel with, our plush velvety waterproof blanket. Every product feels so special when it comes from YPP. It's probably because of the care that is taken not only in the development of the toy, but in the packing and delivering of the toy. When you collect, because it's definitely a collection of sexy works of art, when you collect a new item, it comes with not only information on how to use it, but to also respect and revere it, along with cultivating respect and reverence for your own body and your own sexuality. I can't sing YPP's praises enough to add to your collection, visit yonipleasurepalace.com and make sure to use the code thatsexchick, all one word, at checkout for 10% off your order. And pretty please, if you share your items on social media, tag me. I'd love to see what you choose and celebrate you. And that leads me to my second lesson, which is that there is nothing I have to do to receive love. I'm gonna repeat that one again. There is nothing that you have to do in order to receive love. This may be my biggest lesson of all because it felt so profound to rewrite the story that if I'm not actively searching and actively manipulating my surroundings, that I can still be met in love and be loved. One of the most clear ways that this translated was For example, I knew that as the woman, I wanted to be the invitation to men. Like I wanted to let them know I'm energetically available and open. 
And so when I'd go to coffee shops or I'd be out, I'd make eye contact and I'd smile, but there was still an energy of I'm here, I'm available, see me. And I thought that I had to do that in order to be asked out. And the like second or third day of my man cleanse, I'm at a coffee shop, not even paying attention. I was so deeply involved in a conversation with my girlfriend. Man comes from across the coffee shop, taps me on the shoulder and asks for my phone number. I've never had that happen before. If I ever had it happen, it was because I engaged them first. So immediately the universe was showing me, you don't have to be on guard. You can let go. You can drop the armor and that someone is going to see you and feel your magnetism without you having to do anything. And that was so profound for me. And that was just the beginning. Y'all, I got set up three different times over this 90-day period. And by set up, I mean, women came to me and said, there's somebody that you have to meet that is perfect for you. I can't believe I never thought to set you up with this person before. Three times. And they knew that I, some of them knew I was on the detox. Some of them didn't. That's never happened to me when I was not on this detox. I've never been set up before. So again, the universe was showing me, Hey, be bunny. You can relax. You can let go of the reins. That love will find its way to you because you are just being love. And there's nothing that you have to do or that you have to prove in order to have that. It was so beautiful, so beautiful for me to really feel into that. And so magical, like, oh, okay, great. Now, the third lesson was that focusing on my joy will always give me the biggest return on my investment. Always. There's not a single thing that will give me a bigger return than when I focus my energy on myself and what brings me joy. And I shared with you, I I went to pole dancing. I did a writer's group. I looked into redecorating my apartment and I left no stone unturned. I fully infiltrated my life. I literally went into every nook and cranny and said, what needs to be upgraded? What can I make better? What's more exciting and special? And most importantly, I did it for myself. And every morning when I would go to, to the pages of my journal, I just was like, oh my God, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And for so long, there was this thing inside of me that felt like it was incomplete. And like I said, around the six week mark that started to shift because I had focused all of my energy on myself, what lights me up. And it was just profound how quickly I started to feel deep amounts of bliss and joy. My fourth lesson was that life is just as magical on my own. And again, I want to name, I still want to find love. I still want to be met by a partner. I still want to have babies and to build a family. But now is not, there's not this deeply rooted fear of if you don't have that, life is not going to be special. Now it's okay. I actually am so happy and I feel so good in my life. And when this person comes in, it's going to be such an incredible addition to this amazing foundation that I have built. And it's not like my life was garbage before, but holy shit, has it gotten better in that 90 day period? The next lesson that I learned is that the universe is 
always conspiring for my greatest good. And it felt like, oh, yeah, more waves of emotion. It felt like I reconnected to God and to the universe and to trusting the larger masculine, trusting spirit. And this is where maybe I lose some of you because this is where I'm going to get a little spiritual, but that's what happened is in the absence of a physical masculine presence, I started to rebuild my trust with the universe, with something so much greater beyond me and really develop that we are co-creating my life together. And it is so special. And I felt every ounce of the universe has my back that I'm so protected, that I'm so safe, that I'm so secured, that I'm so provided for. And when I was looking for another person to do that for me, then my connection to spirit and to source was lessened. What I really was craving was this connection to a higher power. And I, I deeply had that in these 90 days because I had a lot of quiet time. I had a, little, a lot of time with God. And so that masculine energy that I was craving, I started to build that relationship with, with a higher power. And my last lesson, this one's funny. And this kind of leads me into what happens now is I can't hide forever. There was a period of my detox where it felt really good because all of a sudden I didn't have to face all the crunchiness of dating. Dating is a fucking competitive sport. (laughs) It's an Olympic sport at times where you're meeting so many parts of yourself. And so there was a part of me that was just relieved for a bit of like, I don't have to face rejection. I don't have to put myself out there. I don't have to do all of these things that are required within dating. But the truth is, is I can't hide forever and I don't want to hide forever. And because I know this is where the work actually begins. The 90 day period was incredible in building my foundation but there will be another layer that is so much more evolved when I am in partnership that I just can't do on my own. It's not that one is better than the other. There's just certain lessons that I can't take myself into when I'm single, because as we know, partnership is the ultimate mirror. You can't hide in partnership. It's easy for me to hide on my own. And so what's next for me is I'm dating again. I'm dating from a place of wholeness. I'm dating from a place from deep fucking fulfillment within my bones. And that's exciting. It's terrifying. It's thrilling. And I just, I feel different. It feels as if my DNA is different, that there has been some code that has been unlocked where I just so deeply know that I've got myself and how deeply I love myself. I'm going to tell you a little story about what happened the second I got back into the dating world because I got humbled very quickly and it was very funny. Um, Now, I'm not getting on apps anytime soon. I think this experiment showed me that the apps for me at this period of my life feel a bit too involved and penetrative in my energy. So as I'm still learning to integrate this, how to lean back and surrender and receive the apps don't feel supportive of that currently. doesn't mean I won't be on them at some point, but I don't desire to go on them anytime soon, but I am dating. And 
somebody asked me because I asked my audience what questions you wanted me to answer within this podcast. And they said, well, what's your perspective on men? My perspective is and has always been, I love men. (laughs) I love men. This detox showed me how much I love men. I love being in male energy. I love being led. I love receiving from men. I love giving to men. Everything about men is delicious to me. And so my perspective on men hasn't shifted in terms of how I see them. The way that I guess it's shifted is I just see the sacredness of the role that they play in my life. And I also saw where I had yet to really meet my own inner masculine in some ways. And I feel so much more wholesome in the marriage of my inner feminine and my inner masculine and how those two things collide. Cause I was really good at my feminine and I've been really good at my feminine and my masculine needed some work. So now that my masculine has been met with more intention and I've set myself up better financially. I've taken myself on money dates. I've created a safer home for myself. I have given myself more structure and boundaries. Then I feel that I will energetically attract a man that is also in that place. And I want to share with you the story about what happened when I got out of my, my cleanse. So (laughs) one of the setups that I told you about was from a a good friend of mine. And she said, there's this man that I want you to meet. He doesn't even live here, but you two seem so perfect together. And as soon as your detox is over, I want him to meet you. And all of these synchronicities unfolded. And I just, yeah, basically said, I'm available at this day. Until then I'm unavailable. We never even spoke. And this man decided to come into Austin to meet me. He actually divinely already had something on the calendar that he would be coming to Austin for. And came in early so that we could, we could meet. And we had our first date and in my head, I thought, okay, this is it. This is why you did the cleanse. Your perfect person's going to just plop right into your lap and everything's going to unfold. And this is exactly how it had to happen and how amazing would that be? And so we had the date. I definitely had some high expectations and Immediately at the end of the date, I could tell he wasn't that into me. And a little bit more unfolded, some messages were exchanged. And he basically said, I'm not attracted to you. And I could tell that you were way too excited. And that uh, I just think we're not aligned in what we want. So I come out of my 90 day period thinking I'm hot shit and that the universe has just dropped the ultimate man in my lap and that everything is going to just skip off into the sunset happily ever after. And I fell flat on my face. I can laugh about it now, but I cried very hard. (laughs) And here's what I took away from that. This is part of it. This is part of being an open-hearted woman. And that to really go out into the world now and to learn and integrate what I had learned. This is the work. It's doing this dance in relation to other. And I can't integrate my lessons alone. And so I had to get back out there. And it was just this like cosmic giggle of letting go, learning another layer of surrender and trust. And what was really cool was Yes, the rejection stung like hell because I thought for sure this was just going to be my happily ever after. And 
what he shared with me were things that he thought were out of, was out of alignment for him. But what was really cool was because I had done this 90 day experiment that when he gave me that feedback, I so confidently sat with it, heard him and then said, you know, all of the things that you shared that you didn't feel were in alignment for you are actually the parts of myself that I fucking love. I love how excited I am to find a partner and to be in love. I love how deeply I just open my arms, fall head first, am so willing to be brave and to jump in in intimacy and to share all of my heart. I love that about myself. And at first I was looking to see, is there anything he said within me that it feels true that I could learn from? And the only thing that I could pull was that he showed me how much I love myself and how open to magic I am. And that whether or not it is with him or someone else, that the way that I am showing up right now is the best I have ever felt. And I 100% correlate that to taking a three month break to really be with myself and to know myself as worthy and so open to love and open to men, but from a grounded, beautiful, wholesome place. And then four days after that date, I ended up having a date with an amazing man that met me in my excitement, was so handsome, so loving, so kind, so passionate. And so it was literally like the universe was holding this uh, really big gift behind their back and was like, oh, just go through one more loop and then we'll present you with somebody that can actually meet you. And it's so new and early and that's all I'm going to say about that. But it was such a beautiful experience to go, okay, when you stand in your truth and when you stand in your power and you speak into your desires and you know your worth, you will be met in that over and over and over again. And it's been such a gift that I gave to myself to do this 90 day period. And so what I leave you with is if any part of my story has resonated with you, if you've ever found yourself attracting the same kind of person over and over again, if you've ever felt a deep void that you're never going to find someone or that you're coming from a place of lack, if you've ever felt that maybe finding a person is just never going to happen for you, then I'm not going to say you should. I would never do that. But I invite you to look at how a 90-day dating detox could be right for you. And I've done it from the lens of the feminine, but this could easily be done from the masculine perspective and turning off the opportunity to date and to be around women for 90 days and be celibate and be in your own energy. It was one of the most profound things I've ever done for myself. And I will forever and ever come back to this practice while I am dating. If I ever feel that I need a tune up, it was that profound and that powerful for me. And I just so much more love myself on the other side. I'm so proud of myself for who I am and what I have learned in this experience. And I hope that in me sharing my story, that you see a part of yourself that maybe you feel inspired to step into your greatness and your next level in love 
and in truly knowing who you are and what you are available for and what you are worthy of and how that's only possible if you're willing to be with all parts of yourself. And so I invite you to listen, listen to the calling of your heart, listen to what may be next for you and decide from that place of power of what is really going to be your next evolution in love. And maybe that's a dating detox. Maybe that's a, uh, a hard conversation with yourself. Maybe that's figuring out how to do this while partnered. I had several people ask me, how can I do this while in relationship to someone else? And while I may not have the perfect answer, what I would invite you to do is if you're in partnership and you can sense that you need space, space to be in your own energy, ask for it. Share with your partner what you need. Some dear friends of mine, Andrew and Libby, who have been on this podcast, they have an amazing episode that I invite you to check out from our earlier shows about taking relationship sabbaticals. And that is an extended period of time where you are taking an intentional break from the relationship to explore, to meet your own needs, to discover more things about yourself. And in the relationship sabbaticals, you can have a part in taking a cleanse from your partner. So this isn't just for people who are single. You can do this in relationship. And in this episode with Libby and Andy, I highly recommend that you go back and you listen. Um, you're taking a cleanse from your partner. You're taking intentional space. And in that intentional space, you can fulfill your own needs. You can really get clear on where you were leaning on your partner, the holes that you were trying to fill, the voids you were trying to fill within yourself. And sometimes taking a sabbatical, whether it's three days or three weeks, can really help you to get right with yourself. So that would be our version of how you could do this while in partnership. And so go back, listen to that episode and see if that could be right for you. And so with that, I bring this episode to a close. And if you have any questions about, is a detox right for me? Send me a DM. Um, as you may or may not know, I am the head coach at Sex and Love Co. And it is literally my greatest joy to support others along their path in finding their next level of love and mm, embodiment and pleasure and if I can support you in any way, then please let me know. And I love you all. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.